welcome back to our podcast series from the High Tech Center. We are a national training and technical assistance center developed and operated by John Snow Inc. and Westat to support health centers fully optimize their electronic health record and health IT systems. In this series, we highlight people and teams doing innovative work supporting health centers recover from the challenges posed by the COVID-19 pandemic and explore how the promise of digital and health IT tools can help our patients in health centers. I'm Emma Ansara, Clinical Advisor for the High Tech Center. In this episode, you have the chance to listen in on a conversation between High Tech's Training and Technical Assistance Advisor, Natalie Truesdell, and Teresa Slodek, the National Partnerships and North Star Business Development Specialist at Literacy Minnesota, as they talk about digital literacy and the importance of digital navigation to ensuring equitable access to telehealth. What really stuck with me from this conversation was that health centers are not and should not be islands in enabling folks with complex health and social needs to gain access to care, particularly when organizations like Literacy Minnesota have tremendous expertise in digital literacy and navigation. Even organizations that don't have a primary focus on health are valuable partners to support patients as we move forward with this significant shift in care delivery that telehealth marks. Teresa mentions how valuable linkages with libraries and adult education centers can be. These are entities that have deep knowledge of digital literacy and navigation and may be just the right partners for this work. I was also reminded of the ways that equity, which is often talked about in important but abstract ways, is enacted at the micro level. Sign on to a telehealth visit, which requires knowing how to turn on a computer and the navigation of multiple links, makes all the difference in whether a patient has a quality telehealth visit. This is similar to the importance of teaching a patient how to use a steroid inhaler as the ticket to better asthma control. I hope you enjoy this conversation between Natalie and Teresa as much as I did. When we are committed to equity work, our work needs to occur at multiple levels of which digital literacy and navigation remain central to ensuring that telehealth care is delivered equitably. Hi everyone, my name is Natalie Truesdell and I'm the technical assistance lead at the High Tech Center. And today we're really pleased to have our guest, Teresa Sladek from Literacy Minnesota. And she's here to talk to us today about the value of digital literacy for health centers. Literacy Minnesota is a national leader in advocacy for literacy learning and serves as a comprehensive literacy resource, creating new pathways for groups and individuals to reach their full potential in navigating the workforce. They have a national program called North Star Digital Literacy, which assesses digital skills through online modules and provides classroom curriculum and self-directed online learning. Telehealth is one of the first of five projected modules addressing healthcare issues. And so we're really excited to have Teresa here, who is the Strategic Partnerships and North Star New Business Manager at Literacy Minnesota. And she is currently consulting with national organizations and state governments on implementing the North Star Digital Literacy Assessments and Curriculum. So we have a number of things we want to discuss with Teresa about how and why digital literacy is important for health centers and how a lack of it further hinders the use of patient engagement technology and deepens the digital divide. We want solutions for health centers that advance digital literacy among their patients. And we're really pleased to have Teresa talk about that work with us today. So Teresa, maybe we can just start by you sharing a little bit about your background and how you came to be doing this work, what led 
you to this role and um, to be part of the team at Literacy Minnesota. Well, hi, Natalie. Thank you for having me. My my background story is a long and winding one. I do have a, a degree in biology and then a master's in counseling psychology. And I've worked in both of those spaces as well as in as a manager of training at an actual business. Um, and my journey to Literacy Minnesota, Literacy Minnesota is a nonprofit who teaches adults literacy. And I started out at Literacy Minnesota as a volunteer. I had been out of the workforce for about 13 years, taking care of sick parents and a child. And during that time, my child was going to a a French immersion school here in the United States. And we hosted several interns who were teaching at a school. And in meeting them, I was fascinated by, you know, they're very fluent, obviously in French, but also in English. And so this kind of dual fluency was really interesting to me. And I saw at one point I was thinking about my son was getting a little older and my parents had passed away. So I was looking um, at getting back into the workforce and I saw a volunteer opportunity at Literacy Minnesota for teaching for teaching English. And this seemed to like fit great. So I joined the organization and ultimately um, got a job based kind of on my counseling background, creating training for the state of Minnesota, where I'm located at the agency around navigation. So specifically how to help adults persist in their educational opportunity and set goals and kind of working with people around that. And from that, I moved into my current role, which is around digital literacy, um, which you might think, well, how does that happen? But in creating that statewide training, I was, was able to get a lot of people interested and do a lot of training. And so I kind of moved into the, initially the marketing role here at, at Northstar, Northstar Digital Literacy, which is sold um, across the country. It's all, in all 50 states. We have 2,700 subscribing organizations, such as libraries, adult literacy centers, workforce centers, businesses, healthcare centers, um, community colleges, four-year colleges. And so my role is to talk to interested organizations who want to use digital literacy and then train them on how to use Northstar as well as um, being a consultant on how they can implement digital literacy across their programs and you know, now we're seeing more and more states adopt digital literacy, digital equity plans, uh, and then do training, then it comes full circle to training around digital navigation. So you've heard of digital navigators, healthcare navigators. Um, so taking best practices that I've seen and learned around that um, in implementing digital navigation programs as well. That's my long-winded answer to you. <laughs> Well, I know all this work, I mean, this is a new field, right? So it's not like there's a degree program that's going to directly lead you to this role. It's interesting to hear hear those stories. So if you can just tell us a little more about how you guys think about the topic of digital literacy, how you define it, and why you think it's so important for health centers to be um, thinking about this topic. Yeah, that's a great question. So many people, when they hear the term digital literacy, they think, um, you know, learning how to do programming or really high high level skills. And at Northstar, what we're talking about is 
basic digital literacy. So how to turn on a computer, how to use a mouse, how to use the internet, up to a little, you know, how to use Word, Excel, PowerPoint, kind of a little higher level skills. And the um, reason that it's important is if you think about it, if you think about someone who doesn't know how to use a computer or who doesn't know how to search on the internet, and you think about all the things they can't do. So you can't, you know, many people start by saying, well, you can't apply for jobs because most of the job applications are online now, or even find jobs because they're mostly online. But then it transcends into you can't really talk to your, ch your children's school very well because most um, information comes through parent portals or through email. You can't do online shopping or online banking. Government forms are mostly all internet-based. And as we move into looking at healthcare, a lot of healthcare is going toward um, devices. So if you think of patient portals or telehealth or wireless medical devices, they all require some basic digital literacy knowledge. So when we talk about, when Northstar talks about digital literacy, we're talking about that kind of entry-level um, knowledge of how to use computer, computers, devices, and internet. So one of the things that we talk a lot about with the health centers um, is health equity. The health centers really are mission-driven to support access to all. If you could talk a little bit about how digital literacy really does pose a threat to equal access and you know, health equity, and even in your role, if you have any specific reflections on how COVID-19 and the, you know, the experience of the pandemic even influenced the thinking you guys are doing in this work. Yeah, um, well, so digital equity, which when we say digital equity, we think of it as a three-legged stool. So there's the three legs are, you know, do you have a device? Do you have internet connection? And then do you have the skills to use those two? So if I give you a device and an internet connection, but you don't know how to use them, it's really not helpful. So digital equity has become, it's talked about in the literature quite a bit, a, a social determinant of health. And um, the reason for that is if you, um, you know, talking about equity, you know, imagine that you are <clears throat> in a rural, air, rural area with not, not close access to your doctor. Um, telehealth can be really great. Or if you're in, if you have a situation where you don't have transportation or you don't have childcare, it's wonderful. But if you don't have the skills to, to use telehealth, you're kind of left further behind as more and more healthcare organizations are relying on, on telehealth as a way for doctors to talk to their patients. And we see um, just across digital skills in general, there is an equity gap. So many, there's been many studies that show that, for example, um, there's, there was a study showing that there is many more black workers. Um, how do I say this? The percentage of black workers who don't have digital liter literacy skills is higher than their representation in the workforce. Same with Hispanic workers. And so we see that oftentimes, um, oftentimes people think that those who don't have digital literacy skills are older adults. And that can be true, but it re we really see it at all ages and especially um, affecting lower income level um, peoples and people, you know, in BIPOC communities are often those that are left behind in the digital literacy skills arena. 
Yeah, and those are certainly the communities the health centers are really um, focused on providing care to. So acknowledging yet another social determinant of health, another barrier to access um, as they design services is really important. So I understand you guys have been thinking about how you can do assessment to support understanding what the gaps are in this area. Can you talk a little bit about how digital literacy assessments um, might support health centers and understanding um, what needs they have um, at their organization and how they can better support patients? Yeah, so um, so Northstar has 15 assessments and you can, you can find them all for free. They're on our website for free, anyone can take them. But in terms of healthcare centers, some of the assessments that are most pertinent to healthcare centers are things like, can you search on the internet? Can you use email? And then more specifically, um, do you have the skills to do a telehealth appointment? And so the assessments themselves are very scenario-based. Um, so it's put in context of how you might be using that skill. And then they are, um, you have to demonstrate that you have the skill. So in the telehealth assessment, you are, you know, you have to click on the button that connects you to the telehealth, you know, pretend telehealth assessment, or you, you're having a problem on your screen and you have to figure out how to fix it. And so in, rather than multiple choice or true false, it's actually showing that you know how to do the skill. So this can be very helpful to healthcare centers as they're looking at who might be ready to participate in telehealth. Um, those who have the skills, the assessment takes maybe five minutes to take. Um, and those who, who are maybe a little less sure, maybe 15 minutes. So it's not a long assessment, but it can really help with, um, healthcare centers determine who's ready. And then if, you know, many healthcare centers now, uh, kind of a new idea is this digital, digital healthcare navigator. And it can help them, you know, see who might need some extra help and training so that they can participate in, in telehealth, for example. Another um, assessment that we are, are planning to create is one around using med uh, wireless medical devices. So um, as people, let's say they have diabetes and they have a blood sugar monitor, it can really help for the doctor to see those blood sugars to help you know, keep people out of the hospital but you need to know how to upload that information. So again, if your doctor is going to provide you this device, going through this quick assessment to make sure you actually know how to use it, or do I need training can be, you know, extremely helpful to both the patient and the provider. Yeah. So there's like all these tools that the <coughs> may be trying to make available to the patients by identifying which patients are ready to mm -hmm. use each of these tools, right? Mm -hmm. um, so this telehealth assessment is something, um, just to recap what you're saying, is something that the health center could offer to their patients and get a quick view of whether they're ready to access telehealth, and then your new screener would help them understand whether they're ready to um, use some sort of digital device um, or remote patient monitoring device as part mm -hmm. of their healthcare plan. Right, and I should be clear that the telehealth assessment does exist right now, and the uh, medical wireless medical devices, along with four others, are in the plans to be created but are not yet available. Um, yes, 
I think that recaps it well. Great. Um, well, I, I, I do know from talking to health centers that, um, you know, understanding who is ready certainly solves a lot of um, challenges down the line of, you know, trying to connect with patients and having frustration on the patient side or the provider side or both sides. So being able to assess that up front, I think, makes a lot of sense. Um, so you mentioned the, the digital navigators um, and, you know, th those are one kind of profession that can help support this. Who are the other potential community partners for a health center that they should be thinking about to support their patients in digital literacy? You know, that's a really great question because in, in talking, I've probably been talking over the last two years to many people in the healthcare industry, um, um, healthcare advocates, nurses, providers, insurers, and for the most part at the clinic, they don't have time to be teaching people digital skills. That's not their purpose. And they don't, you know, they're busy enough as it is trying to get, keep people well. Um, so what, so what I've been seeing and hearing is healthcare centers are, are, and, and everyone in the healthcare field are recognizing that digital literacy skills are necessary. And yet they really don't often have the capacity to teach them. Um, so what I've seen that's working really well is um, there are several libraries that across the country who are partnering with healthcare centers and several adult education centers. Um, so the healthcare center will identify, here are some patients who need skills building. And then um, so many library, so I, let me back up and say that while we, I said we have 2,700 subscribing locations, many of those are libraries or adult education. They always offer the, the digital literacy to, to patients for free. So the patients would never have to pay for anything. So the healthcare centers will refer the patients to let's say their local library. And oftentimes the libraries even have um, these, I don't know if you've seen these like little telehealth booths that they can put up in the libraries. They're like little old phone booths where you have privacy, people can, um, let's say you don't have internet access or a, or a device. They can come and use the library's booth with those things and get training on how to do it. Um, so those often make really great partners in, and the li you know, libraries and adult education are located within the same communities as the healthcare centers, um, as well as the adult education. A lot of times patients may also be wanting to learn English and that's another you know, service they provide. Um, Northstar is currently developing curriculum for the digital, for the, sorry, for the telehealth assessment. So this would help then those institutions provide, provide them a curriculum to use when they're working with individuals on learning these skills. Well, as I think I said to you when we were um, first talking about this, I think libraries are such an amazing partner to bring into this as another you know, resource in communities. Most communities have them, not all, but most communities have them. And they have some shared mission here in terms of literacy and digital access, et cetera. And um, they're often a very welcoming and safe place to, um, for community members. Um, so building those relationships, I think is, is really 
exciting. And also just to know those adult education partners in the community too. Um, so, you know, I, I, I look forward to kind of continuing to hear about the work you guys are doing and the partnerships that you learn about, and hopefully we can share some of those out um, through the High Tech Center as good examples for people in the future. Um, while this is all kind of new and exciting, um, new and exciting things have challenges. So I wonder if you can just share um, what your, your perspective is on things people should be kind of paying attention to or acknowledging as the challenges as we think about these partnerships and um, addressing digital, digital literacy in the future. What, what's on your mind um, for us to be kind of working on together? So one of the challenges is, as you know, in healthcare, um, you want to be able to provide things to patients in a multiple, in multiple languages. And at the present time, Northstar is in English and is um, the telehealth module is in Spanish, actually. So we're translating into Spanish. We're looking at other languages, but we definitely don't serve all the languages that most healthcare centers do. So that's, uh, that's definitely a challenge on our end. Um, and for healthcare centers too, I think another challenge is for, for people who, um, for people who aren't familiar with computers or don't, don't have very high digital literacy, computers can be very scary. People, there's a lot of fear around using computers that they're gonna break it, that they're not gonna be able to learn the information, that they're gonna mess things up. And so remembering that when you're offering these patient care portals or, you know, there, there is a lot of, um, the communities do have a lot of, people in communities have a lot of just fear about learning how to use them. So as practitioners, as you're even working with people and presenting these as options, the more you can kind of address that fear, the better off you're going to be. So, you know, saying like, you know, uh, if you have a partner that can help them, or if you can say um, a lot of people are nervous when they first get first use telehealth, but we'll walk you through or some, some just acknowledging that fear and how it is a new skill um, that you want people to benefit from. I would also definitely, um, I have seen, I've heard patients don't always understand why it is a benefit. So, especially if it's something they, they have to learn that's new. So explaining why it might be beneficial to their health can be, be helpful. Um, with the partnerships, well, in digital literacy in general, as I said, you know, cl clinics are, are, and practitioners often don't have time or space, but also there's funding, right? So to serve digital literacy or whoever, whoever's providing that service, funding is always an issue because it's usually a nonprofit. However, we are in good times for digital literacy because the federal government has, has issued the Digital Equity Act, which allows every state in the country and, and then some territories to, to apply for, they starting in last May, May 2022, the opportunity to apply for a million dollars for planning around digital equity. And that includes digital, uh, the Digital Equity Act includes a lot of digital literacy. And one of the things this act really, um, really advocates are partnerships. And healthcare is specifically listed out as one of the partners, as our libraries, as our educational you know, units. 
And they're looking at, and this act is looking at servicing, servicing, serving a lot of um, the same, the populations that we see who do have lower digital literacy oftentimes. So people, I think it's under 200% level poverty level, um, people who, for whom um, English is not their first language, people who are older, you know, it's a whole long list, but many of the patients that you might be seeing who have challenges around digital literacy are specifically addressed in this act. So um, that's one thing that that makes it now the time for, for healthcare centers to start talking to potential partners in your community and getting at the tables at your state for who's making these plans. Um, because you want to be, make sure that your patients are considered, you want to make sure healthcare is considered, and you want to make sure that your you know, voices are heard. Um, some other challenges are patient confidentiality. So you have to figure out if you're going to refer people, you know, how you might do that. Um, you could refer them, just refer them and give them the information. There is an organization called Unite Us that has, um, that connects healthcare specifically with organizations that provide services that allows you to find who might help your patients. Um, so they're, they're a good resource. Um, but so, there, so there's, those are some considerations. And then time, you know, do you have time to give even a, a five, 10 minute assessment or not? And do you have devices to give it on? And um, so those are some considerations with North Star and specific, but many organizations just have like a three, ver three question verbal, you know, assessment to see if people are ready. And that can be just a quick and easy way to kind of divide people up initially, I guess. I don't know if that answered your question, but. Yeah, no, there's a lot of considerations um, as we move this forward. Um, I think you, in your last few comments, just raised some of those kind of operational pieces that people should be thinking about, which is really important. This can be all exciting, but, you know, developing a plan on how, you know, what resources you need internally to move this forward is really important. Mm -hmm. um, knowing all of these things takes time, but knowing that there are some resources at the federal level that might help you, you know, bring in a coordinator or a digital navigator for uh -huh. these kinds of initiatives is really exciting. Um, and I like your suggestion to kind of find out who um, in your state is talking about these. Do you have any just general guidance? I'm sure maybe this looks a little different in each state, but what types of organizations should health centers look to in their state that might be leading the conversations on the federal research? Yeah, that's a, that's a question we are very interested in as well. Um, it does vary from state to state. Oftentimes it's those that are um, involved in the, um, oh gosh, I'm blanking on the name, but getting internet access for the state. Okay. Um, so those organizations, sometimes it's like FCC type. Uh, yeah. FCC. Uh, well, and workforce centers too are oftentimes mm -hmm. the ones that are part of this conversation. Um, uh, anyone, anyone in this at the state, like the state level, doing digital inclusion. Hmm. Um, there is a name for it, and I'm totally blanking on the name. <laughs> um, that and all states have them. Uh, I'm sure I'll think of it as we talk. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can also bring that in um, 
in our in our uh, closing intro as well, Teresa, mm -hmm. if you don't have that at your fingertips. Okay. But yeah, I, I think the key point is that it's going to vary state to state um, and um, certainly um, look into it because it, it seems like a really great opportunity. So before well, we... Bro it's the broadband offices of each state. Ah, yes, the broadband yeah. offices. Great. Mm -hmm. So that's where people should maybe start to look. Um, so, you know, I think this has just been really informative just for you to kind of lay the groundwork for this national conversation and what you guys are doing um, at North Star to support. And it sounds like you guys have some really interesting resources and tools that you're continuing to roll out to support health centers and other healthcare providers on um, digital literacy. Any final thoughts that you'd like to leave our health centers with as they move forward with this work? Um, well, I, you know, you said it, it is, it is challenging. It's exciting and challenging because it's all new. So there are implementation considerations. I, I have found that the organizations that do take the time to kind of really think about implementation and how they might do this um, are the, the most successful. And a lot of healthcare centers I've talked to, will start out with a pilot program so they can kind of see you know, how is this working for this group of, of patients and what's the workflow like? Um, who, who at the organization, like you said, who is going to be responsible for this? Who's going to do it? Knowing that at, at many um, providers, people are tapped out already. Um, the other thing that, that I would like to mention is it's not just patients who need digital literacy. Oftentimes we are, we are asked about helping people who are healthcare workers in the field. So, you know, in long-term care centers, in um, every, well, everywhere in clinics, you're being asked to do more and more digital record keeping. And so uh, for workers who don't have the digital skills, that's, that's a difficult you know, leap as well. So just keeping the, that in mind too, is really, was really helpful and important. And even um, making sure that your practitioners, when they're talking about, uh, let's say they're teaching someone telehealth, remembering to talk about it in a way that's more, more like not very jargony, very um, less technical, so that they're not, again, I said, there's a lot of fear sometimes so that they're lessening that they're not pushing people away who are thinking, oh, I'm never gonna understand this. And so just kind of all of us coming together to kind of address this issue will help everybody. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you kind of bringing in the workforce piece here at the end. Um, workforce is another topic that is central on the health center's mind, and they are recruiting new staff every day and not to make assumptions about what digital skills they're bringing to that role is really mm -hmm. important so that they're um, supporting their own staff too. So mm -hmm. love that. Mm -hmm. Well, Teresa, again, thank you so much. It's been fantastic to hear about your work. Well, thank you for having me. It's been great to talk to you too.
The HITECH Center is a HRSA Bureau of Primary Healthcare funded national training and TA partner, or NTAP. We thank HRSA for this funding and our team at JSI and Westat for their work supporting health centers to better utilize health IT and EHRs to be data-driven organizations that provide comprehensive, high-quality, and well-documented care. For more information and resources, please visit www.hitechcenter.org. That's www.hitechcenter.org.